0: This is Andy.
1: And this is Matt. And you're listening to The Hot Podcast with No Name.
0: What a dumb name. It's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Episode
1: 23. Here we are. And we're off. (laughs) I brought it back, (laughs) needed to come back.
0: That's up. That's absolutely up for debate.
1: Nope. I have I had a lot of emails actually it just <laughs> saying bring it back, bring it back. Noted. Yep. Noted.
0: All right. So what are we doing here in episode twenty three?
1: Well, we're going to continue the, the the trend. Okay. Of of going through potential objections mm. that someone who wants to bring hop into an organization might get from their leadership team.
0: Right. Or people who are currently Trying to use some of the hop concepts, the types of pushback and objections they normally hear.
1: Because we- it could be pockets. We hear that all the time. Yeah. You absolutely. might you know, bring it into an organization. You're maybe you went through your own training or you're doing training, but there are other parts of an organization that don't have any exposure and you're trying to bring it over there too. So. Yeah.
0: and we have a pretty good pushback that we actually heard in live training just. So yes. you know, very recently. And it was a, a big piece of the discussion. Do you want to, you want to f- phrase it? I've been, been practicing <laughs> how I was going <laughs> to phrase it. Um, All right. So, so, so you be, you act as the pushback and I will be the pushback E.
1: Just like in normal work between you and I, <laughs> I'm the senior leader. <laughs> so I will, I will say it as if I am a senior leader. Okay. okay. I'm,
0: ready, I'm ready to receive the pushback.
1: Okay. <laughs> You see, Andrea, what you don't understand, don't laugh. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry, (laughs) is that we used to have employees with 20 or 30 years experience out there in the field doing the work. Mm. Now we only have employees with less than five years, sometimes no experience. They're coming from restaurants or retail and they just don't have the ability or the know how or the knowledge to adapt. So they need to follow exactly what we tell them to do and not deviate yeah. That sounds familiar. And and (laughs) we hear often. And I also nailed it. Thank you. Hold the applause if you're listening in your car or something. (laughs) They're like, Matthew, you really, wow. it's just, I mean, it felt like I was there. When is the Oscars? (laughs) Oh, okay. Look for Matt.
0: Yeah. And this is usually in response when people bring this pushback. It's at some point we've been talking about learning from folks in the field, understanding that they're experts in what they do. And Learning directly from them in terms of like operational learning from the end user, and that's usually where we hear this feedback of like, Well, okay, dandy Um, but our folks are not experts,
1: yeah. What are they going to teach us? (laughs)
0: There's (laughs) nothing for them to do
1: for six months. What can they teach us about doing the work?
0: Yes, we're just here to teach them. So clearly, you don't understand our reality, and that's usually when folks get into sort of longer discussions around the state of their business and what it's like to bring folks into the fields currently, which is a trend that a lot of different business sectors are running into. Of Historically, we had a market of people that had experience and they were coming into a field role or an operations role with some level of experience in their trade. And now the reality for many business sectors around the world is that that market isn't the same and the folks that are coming in to do work have had very little to sometimes no experience in in that field before
1: um which which is that's a hard part about a lot of these pushbacks is there it's true (laughs) correct (laughs) (laughs) you can't argue that yes you used to be able to hire people with a lot of experience or your team was very experienced yeah and now who you can hire is not correct Yes. That is you could there's there data is, you there could, is, you could open up your hiring history and there is data that proves that 100%. Yes.
0: Yeah. And so when we're hearing this type of pushback the the frame that we want to help people see if we can right if they're open to seeing a different frame is the recognition that when we say somebody is an expert what we are intending to understand is the fact that they are an expert in their own reality meaning they know their own reality better than anybody else in the entire world. They are the world's leading expert in their own
1: reality. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big problem if they're not.
0: And why this becomes important is because when we are trying to operationally learn, so when we're learning from the end user, we are learning about their experience, which is teaching us the health of our system. And what the system is for many folks, like the current reality, is that you do have people coming in to work in the fields that have not had any experience in the trade or the work that they are now being asked to do. And we need to understand what it looks like for that person. Because our goal, right, as an organization is to be able to have folks in their work area, whether we're in a factory setting or working in the fields that have the tools, the ability, the the experience, the knowledge to be able to get work done. And that things are designed recognizing that we're not always going to get it right. And so when things do fail, we want to have controls that catch us when we fall. It is incredibly valuable to understand the perspective of somebody coming in who doesn't have the experience. And they tend to illuminate all of the weaknesses in our system. Whereas when you have somebody come in that does have a lot of experience, they actually can't usually point out as many brittle areas because they're making up for the brittle areas with the fact that they have seen something similar to it before, right? And they can adapt and they they can look at a kind of a, sometimes a crummy setup and make the best out of it because they have that experience. You take somebody who ha- hasn't had a background in what we're asking them to do, they can absolutely point out Not only the weaknesses and the tools that we have, but they can teach us how they were trained and whether that was adequate enough for them to feel comfortable in the field. They can teach us the types of things that they have to do in order to get something addressed or not addressed when they are trying to figure out how to do something that they've never done before. They, by all rights, have the front row seat seat to everything that is most brittle and scary in our organizations and can see it clearer than anyone else because they are not yet risk normalized to things. So if you want to take a body of people that have like a plethora of information that we can learn from to understand the health of our system, that's your perfect group of people to be learning from.
1: I I think about it as that first part of the statement which is we used to have a team that was 20 or 30 years experience and that's usually at that one company or location. Yeah. And now we have X, Y, or Z problem. And all I ever think about is if I had to bet, you probably weren't doing a lot of operational learning (laughs) about that group (laughs) of people with 20 or 30 years experience. Cause if I had to bet and I am a betting person sometimes, (laughs) so I will bet, uh, they also probably were doing way more adaptation and, and changing than you could imagine but sure. you just saw the end result because they were so experienced and so talented and thought well we have a good system yeah every time yeah and you didn't have to learn about it because it works yeah right yeah. and it worked it worked 10 times out of 10 yeah so
0: and i think the difficulty that we run into with this pushback is that sometimes there's a lot of anger behind the pushback and and the anger i believe comes from the place of seeing the change in workforce as the problem Meaning the belief that we have is that a more experienced person wouldn't have this problem. Once again, that's probably not an incorrect belief, which is why it comes from such a place of yes. anger and like, but but if they had more experience, they would have known not to use X Tool for this situation for
1: And the and I always get caught between where they're where they're going, mm. because yeah, they're angry because the let's say the results of quality escape, and it's like yeah, now it's a ton of rework and a ton of extra work. But there's they also they're worried they're worried. Yeah, they want their teams to be safe. That's exactly why they care so much. Is they're worried that these new people they're hiring, these young people aren't going to be safe. Yeah, and it's also it makes them very emotional too.
0: Yeah, so it's this belief that a more experienced person wouldn't have this problem. And then that's tied to the belief that the problem is we can't get more experienced people. And then that leads to anger towards the lesser experienced people as being the problem themselves, because if you just had more experience, everything would work well. Once again, on the surface, you can look at that and be like, well, I, okay, there's not much of that that you can pick apart to say isn't, in part true. But what we're trying to change in our system then is something that is currently not changeable, right? And this is where Hop, I think, brings some clarity, at least to my thinking that I didn't have before, is because we can see that something might be true in a, in one specific circumstance, right? And we can acknowledge that, hey, yeah, perhaps somebody with more experience, they they wouldn't have mixed those two things up. And people can point to the fact like, yeah, when I started, I mixed those things up, but now I don't because I have more experience. We're like, okay, we absolutely learn things as humans and get better at doing the things that we are doing. That is not the argument.
1: And we've talked about that before in other episodes. Correct. this
0: (laughs) This is true. The difference is what do we have control over as an organization? So oftentimes when we're having these discussions, I'll like, I'll stomp my feet and I'll be like, we can sit here and stomp our feet and say, we wish reality was different, but that doesn't help us do anything. We can sit here and say over and over again, I just wish that we had people that were more experienced so that our brittle system was less brittle because they're making up for the brittleness with their experience. We could say that all we want, but it doesn't change the reality that currently for many folks... That is not the market of people that are available for the role.
1: And it's probably not going to change. From what I know, yeah. People aren't getting older magically in, in, <laughs> like in, immediate, like, in big <laughs> jumps. It's gonna be a steady stream of younger people that enter the workforce. And if and just keeping the theme of betting. Yeah. Please bet responsibly. You you <laughs> gotta imagine this was said twenty or thirty years ago. The I, same thing.
0: I would think so. Right. So if you have people coming in, it, like historically in many places, and, and I don't know if this is true in all business sectors, but we have certainly seen patterns of this. And so whoever's listening is going to have to self assess if this is true. Right. So historically, when folks were brought in to do work in the fields, um, there tended to be a lot of on the job learning right? So there were apprenticeships in many places. Um, if you were going to go do work in a factory setting, oftentimes there were entire lines set up that you could do the work before you got into the factory itself. And so you had lots of time to practice and get better at it.
1: And make mistakes. And make mistakes. That were not consequential for the Correct. for the most part. Absolutely.
0: Right. So the, the place that we have the ability to learn and to learn safely, and that existed in many places. And then, we had a lot of experienced folks doing work and they were moving sometimes from company to company or sometimes staying in the same place for years and years. And so the need for that type of education felt lesser and lesser. So most organizations cut the way that we were training back, right? So if you had a multi-month apprenticeship, you know, got cut back into a couple weeks. And then that apprenticeship turned into something that you wouldn't call an apprenticeship anymore. You just had some sort of virtual training about some rules. And then you spent like three days hanging out with Joe and Joe kind of showed you the ropes, but you were surrounded by so many people that understood the adaptations that they had to make that had so much experience that you were, if you were new, you were protected a bit by the experience of the people around you. And there were a lot of ad hoc ways of teaching people that maybe the corporation itself didn't set up as the plan, but that people created close to the work as the plan to help fill in the blanks for somebody who's new.
1: And I wager, why do I keep bringing up betting? I didn't mean to that time. You're very,
0: very much, well, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's get it out there. So the company Mm -hmm. probably didn't even know about it. I mean, for the most part. There's probably ways that they caught each other and taught each other that never got back to anyone and it just took a little while and they corrected each other in small groups and they made improvements. Correct.
0: Um, and that is the reality that we hear from a lot of folks that are willing to teach us about how they learned Mm -hmm. and what it looked like and how it's changed over the years. Right. So now we're in a place where there isn't as many folks that have that experience sort of filling in the holes of the process that we've created as an organization to get people up to speed. So that entire process was augmented, like the process of somebody learning how to do something new was augmented by the folks already close to that work. And now there aren't many of them to do that. And so you have many more new people coming in and not enough experience to help the new people be able to get up to speed. And as an organization, it doesn't help us very much to say that we wish that was different.
1: Yeah, a lot of experienced people mm-hmm. around you can help you get up to speed. A lot of new people around you are also not up to speed. So right. it, there's nowhere to, to look or to turn. Yes,
0: and what it is doing is it's actually just illuminating how brittle our systems were, uh, meaning the how underprepared our training process is for new people, how much we assumed people would already know before coming into doing work with any organization, as well as how easy it is to mess things up in a process. Because, I mean, I th- think we all know this, but when you learn something new, your error rate is really high. And so you actually trigger almost all of the weaknesses in a process, right? Like you're, we actually only know how to learn something new as a human by miscategorizing it first. Meaning we actually learn through failure, like, and it's the probably difficulty- why I'm so smart. <laughs> The difficulty is like currently the place where people are having to fail are having enormous consequences. Meaning that as I'm learning how to do this, I am actually actively out in the field doing work and the consequence of that failure is high, either monetarily or like injury wise or something terrible, explosions happening. And Our mission as a group in this space is to help us all see that that is not a function of the people that we are hiring, meaning that all of this mess isn't tied to the people coming in. And if we are vilifying those people, we actually aren't able to get better because we're having trouble getting real. And that is the the quote that we learned from the U.S. Navy, right? Get real, get better. If we can't get real as to, like, this is the market that we have, this is currently our systems are kind of overwhelmed and, and we're, we don't have great mechanisms of teaching people how to do new things. Currently our processes are quite brittle, so if you do make a mistake, the ramifications of that are quite high. Um, if we can't look at that in the face and say, this is reality, so we're going to have to do something different, then it's actually it's very hard for us to move forward. It's really hard to improve.
1: Yeah, um, we can we can shake our fist and say these these dang inexperienced people are just messing up our stuff if they just knew if they had, if they would have gotten more experience before they got here it's just not what's happening and likely not what's going to happen yeah so yeah the reality is is that
0: so if that's the pushback right that we receive that is the long-winded explanation of what we've seen happening sort of behind the scenes yeah, and normally- i guess
1: It's not that long-winded. Someone just yells it at us. (laughs) Okay, all
0: right. So from our perspective, that would be what we just talked about would be something that we would be trying to teach. But within an organization, sometimes we're just not in a position to be able to teach somebody, or they're not ready to hear it or receive it, I guess. So if I'm picturing being in this space of being a hop advocate but having a senior leader come to me and saying something like, I don't really understand why you would be going to learn in the field the folks that are in the field do not have expertise. They just need to be told what to do.
1: Or why don't you go learn from so-and-so. They've been here for 25 years. They Correct. Can, they'll teach you what it's like to do that, that work.
0: Yes. And I think that the answer that I would come back with or the thing I would ask permission for is, would it be okay for me to understand what it's like for somebody to come into the field having very little experience? Because that might be our new norm. And I think it would be valuable in understanding it from their perspective so that we can start to try to make it better.
1: Yeah. I mean, Probably, that's period. close to what you said the last time you heard this. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's, that's it. I, I, I like it. I actually have strangely nothing to add. N-
0: no critiques or
1: <laughs> not for the recording, but, but, but after yeah, it, yeah. you
0: know, mm-hmm. I'll let me give you your list of things to work on. All right. Yeah. So fair enough. Hopefully that's helpful. Um, And I mean, our request would be for people to go give that a try. One, if they're faced with that type of pushback and see what we learn. um, But then also bring us some more.
1: Bring us some more questions. We're happy to answer them. Yeah. All right. That's it. Another one in the books. (laughs) Also highly requested to come back. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Well, that's it. Yep. Another one in the books. We did it.
0: <laughs> if you uh, want to send us any of your thoughts, actually fling us any of your thoughts, you can do so at the website www.hoppodcast.com.
1: That's H O P P O D C A S T.com.
0: It's still such a stupid name.
1: We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.